Hi everybody, this is Tamsin Wolf, and you're listening to Bullseye and this is the seventh episode and it's called A Poor Man's Penny Lane. I've actually decided that obviously as I'm pretty much winging this whole thing every couple of weeks that at the times when and seen at the moment that what I'm doing is sort of working up to telling a couple of my stories that I have had a bit of trouble telling as far as you know just having to psych up a bit to be able to get the stories out because from now on in they tend to get a little bit more dramatic and a bit traumatic and so when I haven't done an episode for a while or when I'm stalling as I definitely have been the last few weeks I've decided it's probably a good idea just to kind of intersperse here and there just a few other episodes about various things that are very related and very um you know, part of the whole bigger picture of what I'm talking about, about the abuse of young women primarily, well, not just young women, abuse of all women, and, you know, the various stories we've all got to tell. And this one that I wanted to do this week was something that is very close to me on a personal level because I've had direct experience of what I'm going to be talking about pretty much. And I just, it's an area that I just think is bound to start coming out in the media more and more over the next couple of years. I'm quite sure it's going to, and I absolutely think it should, and it has to. And what I'm referring to is, you know, with all the Weinstein and Epstein business going on over the last few years, and all the women that have come forward, you know, to do with those people and the charges that have been laid against them and, you know, with the Bill Cosby case and the R. Kelly and people that are just, you know, been found out to be the filthy, disgusting men that they are. I think that it's only just a matter of time and a short matter of time before we're going to hear a lot more stories about other types of celebrities and specifically rock stars is what I want to talk about today, as I think that that's an area that hasn't yet been fully looked at. It has been written about and documented in quite a few areas and by quite a few people, I imagine. And I mean, for that matter, that the fact that it's been documented at all is baffling to me that, you know, not more has come out about this because it's one of the kind of last frontiers, I think, as far as people just continuing to get away with things that they still do still do in the industry that they're in. I mean, there's so much abuse and so much, you know, misogyny in the industry, the music industry to begin with that, I mean, who would know where to start with those stories. But what I wanted to talk about today is is rock stars that continue to be venerated in our, you know, in our communities and in our industries. They're very much lauded and applauded people still regardless of us beginning to know the full stories about what they were, you know, not just in their heyday, but as I say, still there can be a lot of it going on, you know, even as I speak, that it's just incredibly still being covered up, still being disregarded, I guess is probably a good way to put it. Just what sort of spurred me on a little bit with this was just seeing the Elvis biopic that has just been made, you know, recently that does those movies, but I'll think of it in a minute. And yeah, it's the Elvis biopic that just clearly, you know, shows him for what he was 
apart from being a brilliant entertainer and a brilliant musician that's beside the point of what I'm talking about today, it his relationship with Priscilla was very openly shown to be what it was. She was you know, definitely an underage girl who was very powerless against him and was very much, you know, put in a position where she was made powerless in the industry and by him a lot of the time by her own husband. And I will, you know, fight and argue against anybody who would ever try and say different that, you know, she was a willing participant or, you know, was not adversely affected by the things that she experienced from that relationship. That's bullshit. It's she was a child. She was a 14 year old child when she connected with this man. And it is exactly the same as any 14 year old child you know, being associating with a man older than them that they, you know, are used and abused by. And it is abuse. It is rape. It is statutory rape. So partly what brought me to this as well is I have had my own direct experience of several situations in this area, um, hence the name of the podcast, The Poor Man's Penny Lane. I use that, you know, tongue in cheek just because I think it's a bit of a funny description of what I would have seen myself as or what I see myself as now from the ages of about, let's say, 21 to 26, 27, when I was very much, for want of a better term, a groupie to a lot of different kinds of bands in the industry at the time. I've, I associated or met with a lot of people that were my idols and, you know, and I am very grateful for some of the very, you know, magical moments that I would call them of having met my idols that, you know, I continue to look up to today who were nothing but good and respectful to me at the time that I met them and associated with them, totally understood when I didn't choose to sleep with them and, you know, to all extents and purposes were perfect gentlemen at the time. You know, I don't know if that's what they're like all the time, but I have had some good experiences and I'll give a shout out to Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull there who is the one that I think of when I speak of them like that because I mean he could be the same as all the others who knows on his other days or you know in his earlier years but at the time when I connected with him he was very respectful of um, inviting me to spend time with him and being rebuffed because I had a partner at the time and he was was not rude or difficult in any sense I wouldn't say so he still gets to be one of my idols at this point you'll further notice it's very hard when these people you know they say don't meet your idols that's exactly what this is like because you know the the man that I had the experience with and I was going to sort of beat around the bush a bit with this or make up a bit of a pseudonym or a pun or you know, try to hide his identity a little bit. And then I thought, no, why would I be doing that? He, this man assaulted me. And, you know, and if anybody else, you know, as my friend said, I was telling her today this story and just saying, you know, for a bit of perspective, when you tell somebody else something and the reaction they have to a story, it's very telling because it's fresh to them. And, you know, her words were, imagine if any other man that you know had done what this man did to you it would just be straight flat out assault and they'd be charged for it and so why is it any different why have you got to protect this man's name or and also I thought of you know the whole thing that there's probably defamation 
stuff attached to it and stuff like that. But then I thought also, fuck that, it's true. It's not defamation if it's a true story. And so I'd stand up in any court in the land and tell this story and mean it. And so I am just saying his name, Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin, was the man, uh, the lead singer of Led Zeppelin of Stairway to Heaven fame, who when I spent time with him when I was in my mid-twenties, we spent a little bit of time together and and went out for dinners and um, different things at the time. And I had decided just flat out that I wasn't going to sleep with him because mainly because I didn't want to be just associated with every other groupie that had been around the band and because I thought a lot of Robert at the time he had been my idol from a very, very young age, like I'm meeting three or four, and just to be with him and to have you know, some sort of connection and conversation and friendship with him was all I was looking for. And he could not accept that, would not accept that, didn't understand why I wouldn't sleep with him, even though I was very clear also. I, I can't remember my exact words at the time, but I know that I spoke to him about, you know, he'd had literally 13 and 14 year old girls hanging off his thing and it was not somewhere that I wanted to be or to put any energy was with a man that I know for a fact and from very many documented pieces of writing and articles that he it's just well known in the industry that they had 13 14 15 year old groupies and possibly even younger and you know again on an energetic level what a creepy thing to be associated with so I was very clear I wasn't going to sleep with him I didn't actually want physical contact with him at all and so his answer to that was to take me off on my own away from his kind of entourage that was always around us and push me up against a wall force me to feel his erect penis and blame me for his erection and that I didn't do anything about it and I wasn't going to do anything about it and that it was all my fault that he had a constant erection and I'm here to say too that the kiss that he planted on me as he <laughs> pun intended as he but he planted on me as he said these words was categorically the worst kiss I've ever had in my life and not just because it was forced upon me but just because he was a terrible kisser so there you go. Robert Plant is a terrible kisser, and I'll say that in any court in the land as well. So any women that you know still think of him as the golden god that he is still portrayed as in the industry time and time again is, you know, I might just have been unlucky, but he's not a good kisser. It was a sloppy, wet, disgusting affair, and you know, it's, it's just only been really for me in the last few years that I've just thought about how he treated me at that time because I refused to sleep with him and just was so beyond narcissistic and egotistical that he couldn't get his head around it, that that was a possibility of what did I want if I didn't want that. And and so, you know, his solution was to force himself upon me. But anyway, I... What part of my point was with telling this story as well as I'm I'm quite sure there's a lot of women in my position who have been in similar circumstances with so-called celebrities or well-known people in any industry, the sporting industry, TV, movies, music, all of it. And when I've spoken to various people about, you know, what he ended up doing 
you know, the assault part of it and everything, they there's many different categories of assault and and it's considered that what he, you know, forced upon me at that time was it's considered you know, ridiculously, I think, a fairly low level of assault. And I know that there's a lot more violent, worse things of that that can happen to somebody, but none of it should happen. That's just I think there should just be a line through all of it. None of this stuff should be forced upon anybody who didn't ask for it. And oh, it's so exhausting. But I, yeah, I just think that even the authority figures that I've spoken to about this particular incident in my life have told me that it's definitely worth at least reporting these incidents to an authority figure or the police or whoever you want to speak to that will get the information you know, to the right people for you. It is worth documenting these things, even if you know that their fame and their money are going to pretty much ensure they keep getting away with these things because that's just an unfortunate fact. But it is worth you saying something, documenting it, because if the time comes, which I believe it is going to for a lot of these people, that they're brought to justice for the many assaults, the many acts of pedophilia, the many acts of you know, just degradation they've inflicted on women for many, many years in their careers, when they're brought to justice in any way, all of these little documented bits and pieces that are listed against them will help the situation. They will be counted. They will be you know, accounted for in the bigger picture if ever they are brought to justice by people that you know, are in a position that they can actually take action against this and have it have it go somewhere because you know partly because for me Robert lives in England too so you know to get him extradited or whatever the word is to Australia for you know an assault of that nature would not that it just wouldn't happen basically just because of the the level of assault that it's considered to be and which I don't you know as I'm looking back at how I've just told that story I'm not even sure whether I've really conveyed you know the the energy behind what he did at that point and whether I'm making it you know it's no you don't need to make something sound any better or worse than it was I have I'm sick of thinking about that of you know wondering if a story is coming across with the right weight and everything as as I the person felt at the time or I felt at the time and I guess again that's just bullshit as well as a lot of other things that I keep dwelling on that don't matter it was just you know, an assault, an assault is what it was, but and it was, it did affect me, and it affected me badly for quite a long time. And yeah, so what I'm getting at is that it is worth documenting these things, making a a statement of some kind to authority figures, because yeah, later on these things add up. There can be literally hundreds and thousands, and these hundreds and thousands of these kinds of assaults you know, that the same people have perpetrated over the years on unsuspecting women. I mean, I was of age. I was 25 years old. It wasn't as if I was a child when this took place, but a lot of the assaults of these people did take place when people were children. The women were children. And, you know, I'm thinking of people like there is, in particular, Laurie Maddox, who was reportedly 14 years old when she had her virginity taken by David Bowie, who was in his mid-twenties at the time. And regardless of whether she says she was a willing participant or not, 
we know these days now that it's still rape. It is statutory rape against a child and that, you know, still we venerate and praise David Bowie for being the genius that he was. He may be a musical genius, but he's also a paedophile. And the same girl, Laurie Maddox, was dating, for want of a better word, Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin, you know, around the same time as this, but they were together on and off over a period of two years. And Jimmy Page referred to her as his girlfriend. And a lot of the time she wasn't permitted to go with him to events or be seen with him in public because he must have known what he was doing was wrong. And she was a lot of the time locked in rooms at hotels and not allowed to be seen with him and just stayed, you know, with security and kept hidden from the world because he knew what a creepy was being and, you know, didn't want to be photographed too much together and everything. And so, you know, even the knowledge that they know what they are doing, it's just sickening to the core. And again, Jimmy Page is venerated as some kind of god in the music world. And these people are not gods. They're just people that are good at music, but they are still creeps and pedophiles. Mandy Smith was 13 years old when Bill Wyman started, you know, as he calls it, going out with her. He means having sex with her, Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones, obviously. And a grown man with a 13-year-old child that he believed that he fell in love with. It's just creepy beyond measure. And, you know, there's just endless stories of these kind of things that, you know, girls that were just completely, as I say, used and abused by these people because they could, they could command whatever they wanted. They were used to getting everything they wanted whenever they wanted it. And, you know, pity help you if you refuse them. But my connection, or whatever it was with Robert Plant, ended very, well, not just badly, but sort of very acrimoniously based on the fact that he would never understand why I wouldn't have sex with him. And why I thought more of myself than to do that. It was just something that seemed completely foreign to him, according to his lovely manager at the time, or he seemed lovely. I mean, goodness knows, again, he's passed now, So, but he was a good man to me at the time, and he said that, you know, if nothing else, Robert was never going to forget me because I was probably the one person who'd ever refused to sleep with him, you know, while they were touring or at any other time. It just was unheard of. and. The you know the brain of a narcissist cannot get around that of you know how you can be saying no why you'd be saying no he repeatedly asked me what it was I actually wanted from him then if it wasn't to be with him sexually did I want him to buy me a house did I want him to buy me a car it was just so ridiculous that you know the the just lack of comprehension he had that I would not want him sexually but anyway I was also thinking too there's just there's going to be so much more of this that comes out. I just guarantee it over the next few years, you're going to see it all unfold. But, you know, when there's people even like Roman Polanski, the film director, that is still apparently traveling freely over borders throughout the world when he is convicted rapist of a 13-year-old girl, Samantha Gailey, her name was, and he raped and sodomized and tormented that child and gave her drugs against her will, and this is a man that was convicted of these things. It's proven, and yet he's still, to my knowledge, winning awards in the film industry, and 
how is this happening? It's just completely ludicrous and completely unbelievable. It should be unbelievable that there is, you know, just certain people. It's like Prince Andrew being brought to justice for the creep that he is, you know, that now that the Queen's passed, you know, over the last few days, it's like that looks to be brushed under the carpet too. It's like nobody's talking about that when he's doing his royal duty, that he is just a slime ball and everybody knows it, but why do we suddenly stop talking about it? Why is it suddenly not mentioned? I mean, obviously, I know this one's been overshadowed by the death of his mother, but in a way, you know, fair enough for the first couple of days, you know, that might be understandable. But suddenly now he's just mentioned in all the news stories as, you know, playing this part or that part or doing this or that to do with the memorial services and et cetera. And there's no mention of who he is and what he's done. And, you know, that he pretty much he shouldn't even be there. He should not have the privilege of being, you know, with the rest of the family while this is going on. He is a pedophile. He is a creep. He's a criminal. And if these men, all of these men, were just people that we knew and they're just people like any other human, they that's what they are. And if they were someone that we knew that lived up the road or owned the local shop, we would absolutely bring them down. We'd bring them down, you know, as a group, as a movement. These people would not be allowed to circulate in public. And yet these musicians that yeah, there are so many of them, particularly in the 1960s and 70s, that are old men now and they're just continuing to get away with the horrors that they have, you know, or that have befallen their fans or people that they chose to just take complete advantage of because they could. And again, it's foisting drugs on people that were unsuspecting, underage girls, underage kids. And you know, effectively doing that so they were completely at their mercy and then raping them. And that is what the word is. That is what the act is. There is no doubt about it. There's no other way to put it. And I am standing by because I really do believe that as this podcast unfolds and I do more and more episodes in the next couple, I will get back to telling my personal stories of my own childhood abuse because that's sort of where the intention was to begin with but these interspersed bits of episodes that are about different related things I've just decided in the last week or so will come pretty regularly just so it's a little bit of a break away from me and the trauma in my mind too that's constantly there just to talk about something that you know is still personally relatable to me and to a lot of other people but you know is again I guess, on a bit of a different, you know, stream of consciousness to what I'd be normally talking about. But, yeah, anyway, I do put the call out there again that if, you know, anybody wants to tell me, as I do receive some lovely letters with people's own stories in them, and I really appreciate that, you're always safe to send them to me. I'd never mention any names without permission, obviously. I would never do that. But, yeah, you... If you want to tell me any stories about just these kind of things, particularly this week, um, assault at the hands of, you know, so-called celebrities that you might want to talk about and, you know, to get it off your chest, to be able to feel seen and heard, I'm here for you for that as well. And together there will be an uprising and a movement with this. I guarantee it. I don't just mean it in a 
intuitive kind of sense. It's just common sense as far as I'm concerned that this will be the, over the next couple of years, the next thing that will be brought up more and more readily and seen for the absolute mass cesspool of crime that it is, the rock industry, the music industry. And so, yeah, thank you so much for listening again. And as I say, this has been the seventh episode. If you could please follow me when you're listening to this as as much as you're downloading and listening to the podcast, I actually would really appreciate you following me as well because that really helps with the distribution of it. And yeah, all the support that I've received. Again, thank you so much. I'm really enjoying doing this as as you know, difficult and challenging as it definitely is at times, which is why the big gaps occur in between episodes. I'm going to keep doing them and I just thank you so much for your patronage, your support and the love that I've received from listeners from lots of different places. And thank you for everything and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Bullseye. Bye. (laughs)